Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kiriaki. That's me. Welcome back to She's All Over the Place. Today, I have Manoli Ivionivis. He's an award-winning Greek-American actor who has appeared in a variety of film, television, and theater productions. He is a graduate from the William Esper Studio in New York City and has an MBA from the University of New Orleans. Manoli has worked with Oscar Award winner Steven Soderbergh and has appeared on hit TV series like The Penguin, The Equalizer, Queen of the South, MacGyver, a National Treasure, The Edge of History, to name a few. He has performed alongside many talented actors, most notably Oscar winners Colin Farrell, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Manoli, thank you for joining me. How are you? Oh my God, thank you. I'm fabulous. Thank you for having me. Great. Uh, super exciting. You are the very first Greek male actor I've had on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel very honored. That's awesome. Yeah, we're about 150 mm. shows in. So I mean, that says a lot. I'm getting more and more connected to my roots here. Thank goodness. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I love that we're connecting. I know we've, uh, we've known each other through the digital world for a while, but this is actually the first time that we're meeting and going to take care of that soon, hopefully by seeing your friend's film. So uh, yeah, no. yeah. Shout out to Dolly Land. <laughs> Shout out to Dolly Land. I've been watching the progression on that. So I'm excited to uh, see it in the theaters and support Sam Pressman here in New York City for sure. And I'm excited to send him a, a message afterwards after we see it. So that's, we have so many things to do together. Yes, absolutely. And I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh... And uh, yeah, so and it's funny, like uh, we were talking about this earlier. It's like one of the things I struggled with when I got into acting was like, what do I call myself? Right. Do I go by my name? But I know my name is 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 a challenging one because it's it's you know, it's all Greek to me and everybody else. Right. How you say it in Greek is Manoli Ioannidis. Uh, but okay, good luck saying that in English, right? I, I struggled with it for a long time. Uh, I was even considering going with like pseudonyms. Uh, Manny Landis was something that a friend of mine recommended to me. And I was like, it just doesn't, I, I can't identify with it. I get it. But ultimately, I uh, the constellation was um, Manoli Ioannidis. It rhymes mm -hmm. with Leonidas. People kind of associate it with the movie 300. So it sticks a little, a little better. I mean, nobody can ever spell it, but you know. Yeah. I'm sure you have the same struggle. I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah, like mm. Manoli Canoli. It's like Manoli Canoli. Manoli's cute, but I, I, I get the, the last name and I get the hesitation of, you know, chopping it. But it's uh, like Woody Allen, Johnny Depp, Jennifer Aniston. So that's my team. You know, in 2005, they when they sat me down, they're like, Kiriaki Chinakis. They're like, <laughs> um, you know, and they, they try to chop it all up. So. Yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, we, we can go by Katie because, you know, I, I was born with two first names. So Kiriaki and, and Katie. And then so I'm like, we can do Katie. But I'm like, that's where it stops. We're not we're not chopping off Chinakis. Like there's it's not happening. Hey, look, if people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Zach Galifianakis were able to make it, you know what? They, they can pronounce Manoli Ioannidis and Katie Chinakis. So yeah, there you, go. there you go. There you go. So going back to your roots, uh, where are you from? So I was born and raised in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, so I'm, I'm a, you know, a Greek Southern boy, I guess, but depends on who you ask. Uh, you know, the, the definition of South kind of changes, you know, of course, I'm not like, you know, Southern, hey, how's it going, y'all? But, you know, that's the misconception of uh, of New Orleans is that New Orleans is, has like a Brooklynese accent, I, I call it, uh, because of a lot, a lot of the migrants that came, the Italians and the Irish. So I've always grown up and people thought I was from New York, even New Orleanians, but it's like, I'm not, you know, this is just how I, that's how I understood the New Orleans accent. I loved uh, movies about New York as a kid. So maybe, I, you know, it was just me picking up stuff from the uh, film. And here we are, you know, I live, I live here now uh, in, in New York City, in Astoria, New York, where, you know, there's a high population of Greeks, you know, so. Um, yeah, I definitely hear, uh, I just <laughs> met a relative recently and she was saying how it's a great opportunity actually to buy land in Astoria right now. So it's, it's oh, starting, right. yeah, it's really starting to boom. But going 
going even more to your roots, your mom is from the same place where my yaya is from. So we're going to yeah. put you in touch with my dad because we're probably related somehow. But <laughs> Imagine we're like, you know, third cousins and we didn't even know it. Yeah. Um, that'd, well, be, that'd be crazy. It's a large island. It's one of the largest islands. So where is your it's, mom? It's, it's the, the fifth, fifth largest? Large, yeah, fifth largest in Greece. So where's your mom from? So we're from this, um, it's funny, we would be considered city folk uh, there because we're outside of Hora, which is, Hora is like um, like the main port city of, you know, Hios Island. I mean, don't imagine anything crazy, but, you know, uh, for an island, it's, it's you know, it's a pretty nice size. And uh, so we're in w- this area called Ayos Lucas or St. Luke. Uh, Livadia. Livadia, I think, means like prairie land or pra- uh, the, the prairie. So a uh, little house on the prairie, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, it's going north towards Cardamila. But Cardamila is like a good hour and a half drive, not because of how far it is, but the twists and turns. I mean, and the roads are so narrow and there's like nothing to guard you from falling off the cliff. It's it's kind of a, a scary drive, but it's so beautiful, uh, especially the northwest when the, the sun... Uh, sets and just like just gorgeous beaches and you know uh, the food's amazing yeah i've spent time there gratefully one time we had this greek reunion i'm probably exaggerating because that's what we greeks do but it it felt like 120 greeks getting together it was i think in 2006 was the last time that happened and we all got to it was probably like a one and done kind of thing but my mom and dad were there last year as well so um and and that was probably that was a small gathering you know 120 that's like you know it's just a weekend (laughs) gathering yeah how often do you go to greece you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed in my life to go uh, pretty frequently. I used to go a lot as a kid. Uh, I mean, almost every summer I was there for the entire summer. So much so that I actually had to, whenever I'd come back, I'd forget how to speak English. Mm. So uh, growing up, I would be put in ESL or English as a second language classes. So I was with all the foreign kids that didn't speak a lick of uh, English. I mean, I was always more advanced than them because I knew English. But as a kid, if you stay somewhere for that long, uh, I mean, at least for me, I would always kind of forget how to speak English. And so I'd have to relearn English, relearn Greek every time, you know, uh, I'd go back and forth. So, but now I would say every other year, uh, you know, for the summer. I remember from what you were saying, hearing stories, my dad, when they were kids, they would get sent home from school because they were speaking Greek. They got sent home because they had to speak English at in school. Yeah. And uh, my Aya, her mom would come and stay, you know, with them in the house and uh, I, I remember hearing that story definitely brought up some laughs. For yeah, sure. you speak multiple languages. So uh, how many languages do you speak? I would say fluently, I speak three. I speak English, I speak Greek, and I speak Spanish. And in that, lo- in, in that order, I speak, you know, the most English, obviously being born here. Greek. I mean, I speak with a native uh, accent. You know, people usually think I'm Greek, except for if I mess up on a like an idiomatic phrase, you know, I might say something backwards uh, or, you know, mess up on a on a verb, or, you know, conjugation or something like that. And then Spanish, I was just honestly, I just paid attention in school. And luckily at the time, uh, you know, growing up in New Orleans, my parents had a, a store downtown. We had a lot of Latino customers. So I would just put what I would learn uh, in school to use. And I mean, I would just speak it. And then, you know, I speak with a native accent. People tell me I speak like I'm from Venezuela or um, mainly South American. I think it has to do with the fact that places like Venezuela and Argentina is the other place I was thinking about. They have a lot of uh, Italian influence. A lot of Italians migrated there. What I would imagine that they're hearing and speak in hearing me speak is the European influence in the way I speak my Spanish. And so I guess it has that same rhythm which is what, which is probably what happens to Argentinians and Venezuelans having that Italian influence. What I'm really keenly attuned to right now, and what I want the listener to applaud and and pick up as well, is through your circumstances and education and your everyday life, how you were able to take those art forms and apply them to your craft of acting. Because now you're very proficient with dialects, speaking different languages as an actor um you know on tv they might want it heavy a lot of times they want it slight accent but authentic and so you're able to do it and not only are you able to do it when you get hired for the job 
A-OK, but normally they have a, a professional that will, a dialect coach that will come to set to make sure it's on par before like going out to network TV or in a film. But I want you to talk about uh, the benefits, the surprising benefits and gratitude you have for speaking different languages from having a diverse background and then being able to apply it to your craft instead of just being so dimensional, it, it creates your characters. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for that, by the way. I, I guess um, I've always been grateful for it, but I always kind of felt like, I mean, I just, I really, I really am attuned to observing people and especially the way that they speak and their accent and, you know, their mannerisms and things like that. And I think that's ultimately why I gravitated towards acting is, you know, for me, acting is all about observing human behavior, right? And so whether I knew it or not, I've always been that way, you know, as a kid. And so it definitely uh, has helped with my acting. I mean, I, I grew up always hearing like, you know what, it's always going to pay off to know another language is always going to pay off. You're going to make, you know, big bucks and this and that. And anyway, I started off in, in banking. Uh, I, I um, you know, I got an, a master's in business from from the University of New Orleans, like you said. And I thought I was going to be a big uh, businessman. I was going to take over the family business at some point. And that just wasn't ultimately in my cards. It's not what my heart desired. And, and I, I ultimately dropped banking. I was, a, I was a branch manager for for a couple of regional banks in New Orleans. But long story short, yes, although it, it helped me uh, attain certain relationships and, you know, uh, grow the, the banking business a little bit, I never felt the, any gratification from that other than my one-to-one personal interactions with these people, right? Uh, but with acting, yes, it has helped me book roles with dialects. Uh, and I mean, I've booked like three or four Latinx roles, even though I'm not, uh, you know, Latino myself. I don't know. It's weird with, you know, with, with everything, how it, you know, it's, it, you know, how everything's become more inclusive and diverse, which is awesome. And I remember getting into this, they're like, oh, you're great because you're so ethnically ambiguous. You can play the this, you can play the that, the Russian, the, you know, the the Jewish person, the Spanish person. Well, all that kind of became not to be so much of a plus in a way. And then weirdly enough, I'm still getting hired. And then it's like, at some point, I feel like it's going to backfire on me because like, I don't want to get some backlash, like, you know, of people saying like, oh, you're taking the Latino roles and this and that. Well, I speak the language. I look the part. It's not like I'm not giving it an authentic thing. The only thing that's missing is that I guess, I mean, I haven't, I haven't checked my DNA. I'm not, you know, ethnically. Uh, <laughs> That's your get out of free card. I didn't do 23andMe or my ancestry.com. Yeah. <laughs> I am well, not an affiliate. <laughs> I, I believe though, if it ever becomes an issue, I was like, well, look, there's been like a handful of Greek roles out there that, you know, uh, that have been taken by other ethnicities. The main one being Zorba the Greek, which was played by Anthony Quinn, who is a Mexican. So there you go. You, you know, the, uh, you know, that's one that was taken the opposite way. And I think ultimately, I hope we get kind of past this because like, yes, I think we should open up the doors and have more opportunities for everybody, but we still got to be able to play as actors and, you know, within lines that we're still respecting and, you know, serving the community. But like, you know, if we're all just kind of playing ourselves, then at what, at what point does the art not get lost? And that, that's kind of where, you know, I, 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 it's still kind of like a mind F, uh, not to, you know, I use deaf not to curse here. Uh, but do you, you know what I'm getting at with that? You can, you can curse if you want okay, to. Cool. I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't check in with you. So yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a mind fuck and, um, you know, you don't want to be stepping on anybody's toes, but at the same time, I'm not the one that's personally going out after these roles. My agents are submitting me, casting likes it. And, you know, I get hired cause I'm the best person for, the role you would imagine you have to our job they ask us do you play tennis which sports do you play at which level do you play these sports um do you speak languages do you can you which accents can you do southern what kind of southern brooklyn from for russian at what level so it's it's a part of the thing we fill out I and mean, we have like you know like 400 yeah. boxes to check you <laughs> yeah. know if we if, do we have a driver's license what kind of license do we have for a motorbike i mean it's all a part of being uh universal versatile and and having more opportunities so yeah please Share more on how you feel and, and what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, look, personally, again, I love it that we're able to, you know, to play as actors. And, you know, again, provided that you can accurately 
uh, portray, you know, the character that you're playing. And, you know, provided that we're still giving opportunities to people of that race, ethnicity, you know, whatever it is, obviously all within reason, right? But yeah, I think it's, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter as much. You know, again, I think just more stories need to be told to include different races, different people, uh, you know, different people's backgrounds, ethnicity, gender, whatever the, 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 you know, the topic is, I think, you know, let's, let's include those stories. Let's, let's tell good stories and have people play the parts because of their, their, their merit, you know, uh, and their, their talent as, as an actor. And yeah. And then like, I know you and I have talked about this before, but maybe this is, we could segue into it. It's like, that's the challenge that I that I find sometimes as a Greek American, you know, in, in this world, in this industry, is that in my life, I've always been too Greek to be American or too American to be Greek. And it's like, at the end, where the hell do I fit in? I've even written, uh, I remember in, in college in my, uh, you know, it was English one or whatever it's called, you know, we had to write essays all the time. And one of my essays is, you know, for lack of a better term, I was like, uh, looking for Gramerica. I couldn't find uh, a, a better name for this place. But it was literally an island that existed, kind of like Greenland. Uh, it was it was a place that existed between in the Atlantic somewhere between the United States and uh, Greece, where Greek Americans can feel like they belong and that, you know, they, they get along, they, they understand each other's humor, their personality. And there's no, there's no like, not animosity, because I can't say that I, I grew up I mean, look, I've had some some uh, some experience of animosity. I've been bullied just like any other person. Tell me know? about it. Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think, you know, uh, th- some of the main memories that I have of that is um, I remember I went to a new high school for freshman year and I was always called Greasy Greek, uh, Lamb Chops, any Greek god you can imagine, whether it's female, male, uh, but usually like Poseidon, Zeus, those are the main ones. Just like, you know, uh, goat, uh, moussaka, any random Greek. Any little education they had, they would just throw it out there. Like Yes, yes, exactly. And it's like, oh, you know, oh, or you, do you believe in the Greek gods? It was like, like you, you understand that the, those, you know, I mean, look, I'm sure there, there's still people that do believe in them, but that's not, you know, Greeks are now, if you, you've done any research, Greeks are primarily Greek Orthodox, uh, Greek Orthodox Christians. So why, why would you ask me, do I believe in the Greek gods, you know? So there, there's like different versions of like, you know, bullying that, you know, myself and other Greeks have experienced that, you know, you think about, you know, like the blanket term white is is uh, spread across anybody who, who appears white, right? Well, I always say like, I didn't grow up like John Smith, you know, uh, I get it. I, 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 you know, yes, there's certain privilege that you have as a white person in terms of, I, I, I would never claim that I have, you know, experienced what other ethnicities and races have, have experienced, uh, you know, other mi- minorities, right? But at the same time, you know, there's other challenges that, that we faced as well, or at least I did that, you know, that's, that's something that, that I've always wanted to try to find a, a, a right way of writing, because it's such a little violin, you know, uh, and who's going to listen to our song, you know, not to diminish it, but it's just, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, I don't want to be like, you know, hey, Look at me, I'm a victim too. It's not that. It's I just want to shed. I remember, you know, filling out college uh, applications, and I'd always put other. And I'd fill in Greek, just kind of like out of out of spite, out of rebellion. So I'm like, I don't feel this thing white. Um, I feel you. I I one thousand percent feel and understand what you're saying. And what I would like to share also is it's not victim. It's it's relatable. It's I understand that you feel different. I feel different too. We as humans, we all are have emotions. We're all awkward. We all have our different things and circumstances. But you didn't feel, as you said, white. It was the other. I understand. I really do. Thank you for yeah. sharing. Yeah, no, it's really absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I mean, that's uh, yeah. You know, and, and maybe that is something. I mean, I, I definitely plan on on writing about this at some point. Uh, hopefully, sooner than later. I, writing is not my forte, or at least so I think. I think it's, it scares me more than anything. Uh, but you have I, AI uh, now for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That can help. <laughs> that can do the bones, and then you put the bells and whistles on it, like situational improv or something. But it depends what kind of project one does, right? If there's some comedy involved or, you know, depending on if it's a 
very serious word by word script. It just depends. I understand. I'm not, I like more situational improv comedy. Yeah. So no. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a talker. <laughs> I'm a talker. In our blood. You know, Greeks, we like to talk. Uh, we're storytellers by nature. I mean, th- thousands of years of, you know, storytelling. Uh, how can we not talk? Well, in, in <clears throat> starting from the beginning, the education uh, was through storytelling. I mean, that's yeah. what they teach in the schools to the kids, uh, storytellers who got around the campfire and they're telling the stories. But I would like to share with you, because I identify again with what you're saying like for me, it's like, I'm loud. I, and my mama was always telling me how loud I was. And I was like, mom, God gave me these lungs for a reason. You're going to see one day, like, you know, like legendary, like proud lungs. I was the fastest runner in Michigan, six of the nation. So oh, wow. I had these powerful lungs and I'm like, God did this for a reason. But I grew up outside of Detroit. And so I was around a lot of African-Americans and they like love my sass, my personality, my boldness, you know, like they loved all that. And when I'm around like white people, right, like Mm -hmm. certain white people, I'm too loud or that's kind of they'll just like look at me like that's kind of embarrassing or like. Did this person just say that outspoken? So I was always this kid going around and out of spite, like you said, I would be loud on purpose. I would make myself the center of attention on purpose because I like to get that reaction from people, which is like a clown, which is goes into being the center of attention, entertaining people, which is us being artists, right? Knowing where to focus that energy and what kind of attention to get and how to get that attention in a way that's reciprocated where people would appreciate it instead of making fun of it, right? Because it could be both ways when you're bullying, making fun of someone, and then also those things that make us unique, someone being entertained, but befriending. So where's that balance? And and when do we learn, right? And, and why wait till later on in life? How can we learn these things at a at a younger age? And what can we be sharing with our children, our nieces and our nephews and exposing them to what kind of materials to, like you said, a moment ago, I want to write something or how do I explain that? It's 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 unique. Yeah, for sure. So I, I remember in, in high school, I it bothered me so much that I wasn't accepted uh, because of like my difference. And I, and I went to a really, I was fortunate to go to a very, very good, one of the best uh, private high schools in New Orleans. And I don't share that to, to brag about it. I felt very blessed that my parents were in the position and allowed me to go there because of how, you know, how much it cost to go. Uh, and I'm very thankful for that and uh, always grateful. But in any case, I share that to say it was a class of 65 that I graduated with, predominantly rich white kids. And none of them really, you know, look or sounded like me. Uh, and of course, the the few that, that weren't, you know, that, that's who became my friends. And I was so worried about like, you know, fitting in and belonging. And at some point, um, I remember even like I, I, I asked one of the cool girls to, to uh, like homecoming and, and uh, she said yes. And because I growing up in, in a Greek family where if I wasn't in school, I was uh, working with my parents at their store. They used to have an electronic store uh, in downtown New Orleans where we catered to the Greek merchant marines or, or seamen. And so in any case, my, my, my schedule was go to school at 7, 8 a.m., uh, 8 a.m finish school, go work with my parents, and then do my homework at around 10, go to sleep by midnight just to do it all over again and go to school. So I share all that to say, they're like, you're going to go to what? No, you're going to call that girl and you tell her you're not going. So they they made me, what do you call it? Uh, not ghost, but like I call, I had to call, embar- like I was so embarrassed to call this girl and be like, hey, I can't come to homecoming. You had to cancel. Cancel. And basically that girl stopped talking to me and then the cool group stopped talking to me. And I share all this to say that I took it so personal that I was like, you know what? I'm going to become cool in my own accord. And I just leaned into the Greekness so hard to the point where we had to dress up for like, I don't know, Halloween or something like that. I came in as Greek man. I I, I created this character. Uh, I wore a Greek fisherman's hat. I had goggles. The Greek flag was my cape. And I, I duct taped a G to my uh, my, my chest. <laughs> and and like, there was a lot of nice kids as well. And I got along with, with, you know, most. But there were just some kids who just hated my guts because I just didn't conform. And, and it, that just motivated me more to just like dig in and dig in and just kind of like, this is who I am. Take it, shoving it in their face and no apologies. You know, yeah. it's like, you don't want to accept me, then 
you know what? I'm going to be me and I'm going to, I'm going to yell it from the top of my lungs. And I think I became, I did become cool in my own fashion. Like everybody in school knew me now, whether that was like a good thing or a bad thing, who knows? But, uh, I felt cool at the end of the day and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to school? Uh, the, uh, St. Martin's Episcopal in, uh, in Metairie, Louisiana, which is a suburb of New Orleans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those were in your teenage years. And do you still have those attributes uh, to this day? Um, have they stayed with you along the way? Have they uh, shaved off? Like, um, did you always stay connected to that core? Because some artists, they have something, they lose something, then they uh, like grab their power back again, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> how's that been for you on the journey of being consistent and, and having that ambition? You know, and having that anger and that rage and carving your own, creating a fork in the road and then and going forward. So you were a teenager then. So how has that been through your journey for consistency in your career? Yeah, I mean, look, my my Greek roots are a big part of who I am. I don't hide it from anybody. Uh, I definitely embrace it. And um, that's like my niche, I guess, uh, in the acting world. But I don't think I'm as... The flame is not as strong as it was. I think I've, you know, look, Greeks are interesting people. I love my people at the same time. There's times where I hate them. And I think everybody can relate to that. You know, it's not always, uh, you know, sunshine and, and uh, roses, right? Uh, so I think, you know, I've, I've definitely evolved. I, I've become more of a hybrid. I am who I am as a Greek American, right? So I learned to take the, the best from both sides and, you know, try to keep the bad elements, uh, you know, filter those out, right? Again, in talking about the niche and all that, I think, you know, ultimately that is, that is who I am. It's like, I, you know, I'm first generation uh, 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 Greek, right? So it's basically, I am, I am a Greek born in the United States. Technically I'm one and a half because my dad, he's Greek American, uh, first generation from Long Island, from Hempstead, Long Island. And funny enough, my parents divorced. I'm giving you like too much information now, but they did divorce when I was a kid. I moved to Greece. Uh, And so in a way, I almost became first generation with that experience because in, um, not to compare me and my dad, but I speak better Greek or more fluent Greek than my dad because of my experience, which is weird because, you know, normally the the progression is, is like, you know, first generation speaks better, is more connected than, you know, second generation, a little more diluted, so on and so forth. But because of my experience, it's almost like it got renewed. And I, I had like the first generation experience of, you know, my mom remarried to um, a Greek immigrant as well. And so we spoke Greek in the household and all that. So, but uh, I say that to say that, yes, it's a big part of who I am. And ultimately, I think my success is going to come, you know, um, from being able to tell those stories and, you know, being seen as a Greek American actor versus just another white actor. Yeah. I mean, do you get categorized that? They'll be like, oh, does your team say, oh, you're white? For no, like, I don't for, think so. do you do do you do commercials as well? Uh, I I don't. I, honestly, I, I've booked very few commercials. Uh, it's weird. I, me and commercials I have a weird relationship. I've done uh, quite a bit of commercial uh, auditions, but not as many. Uh, now being union, you know, a lot of a lot of commercials are not union anyway, so it's hard to audition for them. Uh, but it's weird. I I don't get. I feel like I'm not like your typical you know commercial guy, and maybe that's just in my my mind. I'd love to to do commercials and especially you know get some of that money. You know, like. Uh, who who wouldn't? Uh, but no. Um, to answer your question, though, yes, both like you know, my manager and the, and the uh, few agents that I have, everybody's on board. They know that I'm Greek American, and they God bless them. Whenever there is a role, they definitely submit me for it, and uh, they almost always do come through when they, when they happen. And it's like I want to be that go to Greek guy, especially if it's around the, the the age range and you know the look of what they're looking for. Like I want to be that guy that. It's like whenever there's a Greek role, damn, you see, you know, you see Manoli. And mm-hmm. if that's ultimately what my career is, I'd be satisfied with that. But yeah, it's 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 tough. It's like, you know, you see it and then like non-Greeks book the role. And it's like, well, why though? You know, other than maybe how they looked, it's like what authenticity did they bring to it? You know, and that's where it gets frustrating. I, I recently had an audition for a TV show filmed in uh, New Mexico, not to name the show, but they were Greek characters, right? And I'm like, oh, how exciting. There's probably going to be some Greek that I have to talk, maybe even an accent. And if not, the storyline will be Greek. There was nothing. All they did is it reminded me of like video games where they have like a skin and like, let's say they have, you know, 
uh, Mega Man is the the character, and then you could just put the the Greek skin on him, and he's like now he's Greek Mega Man. But nothing is different. He still plays the same. He doesn't have like he doesn't throw gyros out of his like shooter. You know, it's it's still the the same regular uh, fireball. And that's what it was. It was like not even the names of the characters were Greek. There was no reference to them being Greek other than someone in the writer's room said, okay, we're going to make these characters quote unquote Greek just so that, you know, we we have a little bit of diversity in the thing. It was like, I was like, what value am I adding? I, it's just like, and then ultimately it's probably going to go to, uh, you know, a non-Greek anyway. So it's like, why even bother putting the label Greek when it wasn't a Greek character? Mm. Uh, but when you auditioned, did you bring something to the role to show them something that they could write in? 100%. Like I did I did one version the way that, that I, I would think they, you know, how they were asking for it. And then I did one where I threw in like, I threw in some Greek. Uh, they were like, Greek mobsters, these guys uh, involved in the casino business. So I even like, um, you know what Koboloi is? The the Greek worry beads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought that into the scene. And so, you know, because, you know, the the Greek manga, the um, the cool guy, you know, the, the one that who, who can't be touched. He's always at the coffee shop counting the, the worry beads uh, and is like, got the full the button down shirt that's fully open with the chest hair i mean i don't have like a gorilla chest uh like the, uh, those guys do but you know i did all that and i even i was like you know hey ella you know come here uh telling the guy to you know come versus just saying come here you know adding that and even pronouncing the names like one of the guys name was, was leon i'm like okay i guess it technically could be from Leonidas, but I said Leon, or I might have even called him Leonidas. I mean, these are the, the the choices that I made that ultimately I had as my, I might have even put it as my take one, saying, uh, in the vein of that, you know, I'm Greek, here you are, I'm, I'm revolting, you know, this is what it should be, uh, this is who we are, you know, not yeah. this watered down version that you gave me. Yeah, yeah, I, lo- I love to hear these. Yeah, I remember um, they were making the sisters of traveling pants number two or something and i went out for it and it was it was taking place in greece and i remember i went out for one of the roles and something was pronounced incorrectly and i'm like actually it's this and the casting director was like oh and like she took note and she was really grateful um i didn't book the role but yeah i mean i haven't really been out for too many greek american roles actually i know it's really important to uh, have more Greek American roles. And it's something you definitely wanted to chat about today. So happy to discuss this more and how, you know, we even chatted to make that a possibility to do a short together. And I remember um, in 2012, when everyone was, a lot of people were coming to the union and uh, the half Greek actor from Blue is the Warmest Color, Milos Foreman directed it. You know, they were talking and it was or it was a great inspiration and other actors were coming and talking about going out there and taking, you know, your cell phone or taking anything and creating the content. So we can't just sit around as actors and just I'm say, sure. oh, I, I wish for the role to happen. I wish for the role so we can you know, be the producers and make the roles, create the roles that we wish to see. So that's when I started, you know, uh, my journey as a as a short film producer and director. I've always wanted to do something and I, I haven't. So we, we should definitely do something, uh, create a short. Yeah, that, would be, that would be lovely, yeah. I think it'd be really smart. And then also, um, you know, to show people how to create and pay it forward and and pave the way because we're in 2023 right now. And I remember a few months ago, I saw Ted Sarandos, um, you know, who's with Netflix. Yeah, They're all celebrating. And I started following all the actors from Mastro's Blue. Seen that, by the way? Yeah, I watched it. It's the first, you know, Greek... It shot in Greece, um, you know, and it's on Netflix. And so, and then we're in 2023, so people are celebrating. So things are, the noodle, the noodles, the, <laughs> the noodles, the needles are moving. It would really be like the, the euros are moving <laughs> in the, in the good direction. Yeah. But yeah, so um, what are your thoughts about some of the stuff that I just shared? Um, what do you think and what do you want yeah. to share about it? Well, I'm glad that you brought up that that show. That show was so lovely. Uh, and I went to this, um, I wouldn't call it a premiere. They, they had like a uh, kind of like a teaser trailer and introduced it to the Greek community here in New York. I don't know if you went to that event as well. Uh, sometime in March and um, the the main uh, actor, director, producer of it, 
Chris uh, Papakaliatis, uh, Papakaliatis, I don't know how you say it in English. Uh, he was there. And um, yeah, I, I just, I was like so excited about it being the first, you know, uh, Greek TV series, you know, produced in Greece uh, that's going to be on a, a international, you know, on the global platform on, on Netflix. And I just remember it's weird because like, you know, I've, you know, grown up with some Greek TV in it. And look, it's entertaining, but nothing, nothing's ever been like, wow, you know? And so I had low expectations going into it. And I remember watching the first episode. I'm like, damn, this is actually really good. The writing is good. It talks about so many interest, uh, interesting uh, topics. And um, I'm like, I, it got me so excited. And honestly, there, there's this big um, movement that's happening. Uh, Greece is setting itself, setting itself up to become like the Hollywood hub of Europe, similar to like how Romania and Czech Republic have become. Uh, there's a lot of like the uh, FBI international stuff that's being filmed there. Well, Greece is looking to, to join that and actually like uh, overshadow it. They want to become the it spot, right? They want to take advantage of the the tourism. The, the There's a lot of like positive things that are happening in Greece right now. And uh, I think the key thing was that this, um, that this uh, prime minister got reelected because I mean, I know that's a controversial uh, topic uh, and not not to talk about that in particular, but I think that was a big key uh, from what I know from from some Greek Americans that I know that have actually moved back and, and you know, are living in Greece. And there, uh, one of them happens to be an actor. And I was talking to him and he was like, yeah, you know, if this political party stays in power and Greece has another four years of the stability, there's a bunch of studios that are getting greenlit that, you know, he's part of. And I'm so excited about that, both for the Greeks there, but hopefully for Greek Americans to get hired. Look, to get hired as a Greek versus, you know, a Greek American and be SAG is like two two different worlds, right? And so I would love for that to open up opportunities for us as well and be able to play in these movies. And I was fortunate enough last year that I got to film. Uh, I, I got to work on a film that that, that shot in Greece, an American film, uh, and that was just such a wonderful experience. And to see the American crew co- uh, collaborating with the Greek crew, and uh, you know, and just having that clash, but that I don't know, it was just it was just a beautiful uh, thing to see them like work together because you have the Greeks that are kind of like it's like they need their smoke break, they need their coffee break, they don't take anything too serious, but at the same time they they bust their their asses to work. And I don't know, it was just like a beautiful symphony. And I got to play a Greek character, which was awesome. And, you know, authentic with an accent and all that. Spoke some Greek. And I had the same experience as you. I actually had to correct the... I forgot. I think I told the director about it. I was like, hey, you guys are, are, are mispronouncing the character that I'm speaking to. Or no, my last name. When I'm introducing myself to the character that I'm speaking to on the phone, it wouldn't be, uh, you know... A, Papa Dimitris, you would say uh, Papa Dimitriou. And I had a, uh, a, a little different uh, reaction. It was kind of taken as like, you're correcting me. And I'm like, well, the reason I'm correcting you is because one of the American actors has to uh, reference me. And if you want to keep this authentic, well, let's make it authentic. It's not like, I'm not trying to like correct your writing, but I mean, it's not authentic if you just say it the way that you think it should be said versus how it should be said. Yeah, like when you say heo, you're not saying heos, it's heo. Exactly. Like, yeah, it's instead of Manolis, that's how you write out my name, but you wouldn't ever call me, you wouldn't address me as Manolis. Yeah. You, you would call me Manoli. Yeah. Um, same same idea, you know? Yeah. I've been told the Greek language is, you know, pretty difficult. And we have the five different E's. So there's the female, the male. So <laughs> it can get very confusing. I love my name Kiriaki, and then the it's boy beautiful. version. Thank you. And the boy version is Kiriakos. And I was like, oh, I love I love that name, Kiriakos. I'm like, oh, this is so amazing. I mean, I mean imagine if I, you know, find a partner and his name's Kiriakos. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that, that be instantly the power couple just because of the names. Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, from from your from your lips to God's ear, it's gonna happen. So we'll see about that. I love, I loved everything you were sharing. My parents, uh, you know, have been wanting to, they were actually looking at property, um, you know, to be living there, you know, for, you know, half the year. So 
Uh, a lot of people are doing that where, you know, they live other parts of the country, they live here. And how wonderful would it be to be able to um, be an actor, producer, director, creating on our own land? I love personally the island of Noxos. I, um, Noxos is amazing. I don't know if you've been there or not. I've not. Uh, I've heard it's gorgeous. You uh, have to go. It's only, it's like a 30, 45 minute boat ride from Mykonos, like really quick. It's like traditional. It's not all blue and white, but it's sustainable all year round. There's 40 villages and it, it's sustainable all year round. And I shot a music video there i've shot some things there oh, but really? mm, awesome. yeah but i had a whole story in my mind of like to do like a whole like short film there so uh, we need to make it happen um what are some of your favorite greek islands uh so i've been to quite a few um so it all depends on what what it is that you're looking for right uh so i've been i've been to santorini probably the most gorgeous place I, I, i've been to in my life but if you were to ask me does it feel like Greece? Again, it depends on who you're asking. If you're asking a, a Greek from Greece, most would tell you no. I feel like it's lost its Greek spirit because it caters to the tourist to the point where like you're looking at the, first of all, it's hard to find authentic Greek food. It's all fusion and gourmet and it's all catering to, you know, a more expensive wallet uh, that is going to pay for something. And it's weird because it's like, I would imagine Greeks, I mean, uh, non-Greeks are coming to Greece to taste Greece. So why wouldn't you give them that? Like, give them that and charge them more for it. You know, you we have a lot of great food that you can make even better, put your own spin on it that, you know, uh, you can charge more for. But the only place I've ever been to where the menus weren't even in Greek, they were they had uh, Mandarin Chinese, they had Japanese, they had Korean, they had English, and I think they had Arabic. Very few of them even had Greek because they know that's not their audience. So at some point, I feel like it lost its Greek soul or spirit, and I didn't feel like I was in Greece. Uh, so for me, yes, gorgeous. It's what you see in the pictures, even, even you know, while they're more beautiful than that, but it's not Greece to me. I have an affinity and a bias for, for Chios because it's just such a natural island with such beautiful history. Uh, a lot of, you know, Turkish influence for better or worse. Um, so for me, I could, I could talk uh, on and on about Hios. But outside of that, uh, when I shot in Kefalonia at, uh, for this film last year, some of the most gorgeous beaches. There's one in, uh, in particular. Uh, and I always forget it if it's called Mirtos or, or uh, Mirtos. I forget where the, the, the tone is. But that beach, uh, it, was, it was in uh, Captain Corelli's Mandolin with Nicolas Cage and Penelope Cruz, a uh, movie that came out, I think, in the early 2000s. I mean, they shot on the whole island. They're known for that. But that beach in particular, my God, it's still like the image of it is burned in my head. I've never seen. It's almost as if God took a paintbrush and just decided to scrape it over the, the land and into the ocean. The water for as blue and, and uh turquoise as it was it had this creaminess from the white rocks that was like kind of seeping into it and it was just surreal but again like other parts of it were very touristy and it's like i didn't like that but i love that beach mm. uh, hydra is probably one of the other places that sticks out for me because there's no cars it's just donkeys it's this quaint little beautiful island that i got to uh explore whenever i was uh i went uh to ionian village which is like a like a greek camp for for kids that you know it's like parents can send you away for two two weeks and we got to explore greece and that was a beautiful uh it's on the ionian side i think no i'm wrong i think it's it's on the aegean but close to athens it's very uh very accessible uh to athens and piraeus and stuff like that Mm. Um, those are the few islands that I've been to that, that really stuck out. And I mean, I love Evia, my, my um, other side of the family is from Evia, which is, uh, it's, it is an island, it's connected by bridge. So because it's connected by bridge to the mainland, it doesn't feel like it's an island. But I think that's the second largest, the third uh, largest island in Greece. And it's got so many beautiful parts to it. And again, a rich history and, and you know, partial to it because of my my family connection to it you know so mm -hmm. uh, a couple other questions uh who are some of your favorite greek uh actors um Ooh, that's a, damn, yeah that's a good one that's a good one i don't think i've ever been asked that uh look we, it's weird because uh i mean look i have you know some favorite greek comedic actors i don't think i know who uh, um, like Mustakas uh, is a really, really funny guy. And I forget the other guy's name that, that played uh, in a lot of his films. But he's this like really skinny um, guy that, I mean, he's just very slapsticky and just has very like um, 
very funny reactions to things. So like that, he would probably be one of my favorite Greek actors that I like, you know, like in terms of like Greek American actors, I've actually, I've met Zach Galifianakis in person. And again, he happens to be primarily comedic, but I thought he was genius. I, I, I loved meeting him. That, that, that was like a special bond, like not bond, but like a special connection for me because obviously I, I loved the Hangover movies when they came out. And that was like the big thing that he was known for. And just meeting him in person, it was like, man, he didn't stray too much from his character. Like he's, he's quirky like that. And, and his knowledge of Greek surprised me because I didn't, I felt like he was kind of disconnected from it. I didn't know what, you know, generation he was, but you know, I, I remember the, uh, I still remember our conversation to, 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 till today. He's like, what's your favorite Greek uh, word? He tells me. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I think I told him hydraulica, uh, which is like uh, hy- hydraulics. Um, and he goes like, mine is ododoglifida. And, I, and that means toothpick. And I was like, that's just, that's so random and funny. And it's like such, like, so in the vein of like him, right? Uh, so he- Because it's such a long name for something so simple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he, he was a great guy. I mean, look, I- uh, how can you not like John Stamos, right? You know, uh, and Jennifer Aniston, my God, like, uh, I just wish that they were, and not a knock on them, I guess I just wish, like, from my perspective, that they were a little closer to their Greek roots so that they might have, you know, ventured down that road. I know, I know. And it's not it's not a, any fault to them. You know, I'm not saying that. It's like, I wish they were so that maybe that could have opened up more doors for those Greek American characters. Advocates. I don't really think that, yeah, I don't think they really played. I mean, I think- Well, I feel, um, I feel that maybe they didn't have the support. I know I feel like I haven't had the support. I've directed, I've produced, I've acted. But when you're at the 1% of your game, unless it goes to an award or a, a film festival and it wins some kind of award, it's- it's kind of a long shot, you know, it's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of people like, like you've been saying, you know, like yeah. sharing, there's, there's some, but everyone's spread out. So, I mean, us connecting and the power of connection and the person tuning in to see this, maybe we should have, there's so many Greek communities, maybe here in New York, we should have a monthly meetup of Greeks, like Olympia Dukakis, when she came in, in her documentary, her. she, she, yeah. Olympia Dukakis, she started her own theater company. So she was too Greek, like you say. She was too Greek or not Greek enough or this or that. She was something. So like, yeah, I mean, what am I going to do to start it on my own? Yeah, I could. But, oh, we could just do it together. Yeah, we could. And it brings in people and, you know, create something, right? And create something and, and make the opportunities happen more than just what we know about because you're seeking more i've sought more as well yeah i mean we one time when he was like just divorced he got a, a beach house in malibu for the summer and you know he was having people over there so one of his really good friends his name's kent that's how i was like meeting and, and hanging out with them um but he was so sweet he was it was great and and I wanted to be connected more in such a way. Yeah. And I, I circled back around with him recently indirectly because he got involved in um, blockchain technology and NFTs and he he aped into a project and he was really bullish on it. It was sometime last year. And I remember doing, it was like when I was doing journalistic report of like blockchain news that didn't last long because whatever. But I'm like, yeah, like uh, John Stamos, Greek American, just aped into the community. And it was like, uh, so the date is on my TikTok of like when that happened. He was on a Twitter spaces. He was shooting a TV show, whichever show, TV show he was on at the time. But I thought, I'm like, this is so cool that, you know, he's a Greek American. I've met him one time before and he's in blockchain and he's on set of a, you know, a major brand. And in between set, he's, you know, on a Twitter spaces talking about like the future of art and technology, you know, um, yeah. getting an NFT. Oh, uh, I thought that, I thought that was really neat. Um, and then, Oh, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, you, you actually reminded me of something that, I, that I'd like to share with you whenever you're, you're done with your thought. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Oh no. Yeah, no, I was just concluding. And just one other time I worked with Jennifer Aniston because she did this Emirates commercial Chris McMillan, her hairstylist from day one, did the Rachel the Bob. I remember not too long ago, they did the the 20 year anniversary of like the Bob that yeah. he did famously for her for the show Friends. Friends. Yeah. When I was in LA, I was doing a lot of hands and feet and legs. 
So the Emirates commercial getting out of the shower, it's my my hands in the commercial and then my my legs and feet for Jennifer Aniston in the Emirates commercial. So uh, I worked with her on on that commercial and and that's how I also met Chris McMillan, who has his hair salon in Beverly what Hills. Experience. Oh my God. They were so <laughs> cool. And I mean, they had me come in to the salon after and they they did my hair. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But so I was just sharing some <laughs> Greek moments since we got on a tangent. <laughs> no, I mean, look, that's that that's it's you and again, it all goes back to feeling like you belong and relate, right? So and, and not to like, you know, name call or like, hey, I work with this or that. But the first like my first ever audition, and it's like really trippy how it happened. Like my first ever audition was for a Greek role. It was filming in New Orleans. It's this movie called Empire State. And I had been taking acting classes in New Orleans for about a year. And look, mind you, the acting classes in New Orleans are nothing near the, the quality of here in New York, right? So I was still very green, had just barely gotten headshots, didn't have any uh, representation. They had an open casting call for Greeks or people who look like they were Greeks. And you'd meet up at a hotel, drop off your resume and, and headshot, and that's it. And I happened to get called in uh, with one of the, the uh, big uh, local casting offices in, uh, in New Orleans at the time. I get called in for a Greek diner owner. Actually, no, I'm lying to you. Uh, a Greek news reporter, because uh, this was based on an, a true story. Uh, it's the Greek news reporter Ernie Anastas. I think he he was, uh, he was still did uh, reporting until like the 90s, maybe early 2000s. But anyway, the story is based on a, a heist that happened in the 1980s. Uh, it was the, the biggest heist at the time. And Greeks were the masterminds behind it. They thought it was the Italian mob. The FBI was involved. And in the end, it was this Greek guy that worked in the, they, they stole $16 million from an armored uh, car company that they worked for. They would keep the money in the, in the, uh, in the trunks of the cars. And the, and the, and the Greeks uh, that were involved, they're like, why don't we just steal the money? And so they did, and they almost got away with it, but you know they got caught in the end. But long story short, I booked this thing. Uh, I, I got called in for Ernie, uh, Ernie and asked this. They're like, nah, you're not right for this role. Read for this one. It's for a Greek diner owner. And I'm like, oh, great. All I have to do is act like my, my uh, stepdad. No 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 uh, worries there. I did it, and I'm like, I felt really good about it. I did, I knew nothing. This is my first audition, like we said. And then like, I, I, um, I, uh, this, is, this goes to show you how like bold I was and didn't care and I was persistent. I, like I remember type uh, emailing back to the casting directors like, hey, have I gotten the role? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, you don't do that stuff. She's like, no, look, you're perfect for the role. You're just a little too young. Uh, Emma Roberts is your daughter. I was in my like, you know, mid 20s. She's in her mid 20s. Like you, you don't have, you know, it's not realistic that you'd be, uh, you know, her her father. I, I took pictures of like, you know, I painted my hair uh, silver. I was like, well, look, I can look old. And she's like, she don't think she responded to that. Long story short, she uh, sends me an email like almost a month after. She's like, hey, do you speak Greek? And if so, how fluently? I was like, yeah, I speak fluent Greek. How can I help? It's like, we want to cast you as uh, the role of Spiros. Do you accept? I'm like, okay, I don't know what this role is about. But yeah, of course. It wound up being much bigger. I was like a Greek mobster, uh, the right-hand man to the, the main Greek uh, mafia guy in the movie who's played by this uh, Greek-Canadian actor named uh, Chris Diamantopoulos. He's been acting for a long time. He's like one of those guys, like if you see him, you recognize him. He was in Sopranos. He was in The Office. Uh, his list goes on, on and on. He had just gotten off of playing Mo in the new Three Stooges movie that came out at that time. The movie didn't do well, unfortunately, but I was so... Like, I loved the Three Stooges as a kid. And when I found out that the guy who plays Mo is Greek, and I saw him do an interview in Greek as Mo, and it just blew my mind. I was like, this guy is so phenomenal and like he stayed in character speaking greek doing this commercial for greek hollywood reporter i think it was i was so excited more excited to work with him than i was with dwayne you know the rock dwayne johnson liam hemsworth uh paul ben victor there was like like a star-studded cast like i wasn't excited i mean look i was excited to work with them too don't get me wrong but i was more excited to work with this like relatively unfamous greek actor who i'm in all my scenes with and i was like this was like it was heaven for me so they just i share all that to say like it's that's how important it is it's like you you know it's like because you have that connection it's like that's more powerful for you the meaning yes. the meaning yeah so <laughs> if there's a greek ship tycoon listening to this call us we'll produce a lot of content here in america and internationally right. yeah support is really important for um you know us it's really important and so we can share more stories there's so many stories to tell Amen. oh 
And then speaking of my brother, um, Ephemios, so you have to um, meet my brother, Tim Chinakis. He's in LA. He has Gold Tree Studios, so you can look it up on Instagram. Okay. But they have a film fund. Uh, they produce independent films. He opened up um, his own studios on Sunset Boulevard in Sunset Plaza, like no in way. the most amazing place in LA in West Hollywood right in the center of everything with eight editing bays they have a thousand foot sound stage it's massive there's a movie theater um a whole music production studio voiceover everything for ADR for voiceovers for post-production for and they have all the best tech and equipment. So if there's reshoots, they can see it in real time and the director can say, okay, let's do this instead of like calling people back, you know, and like having to see them. Yeah, it's, it's, they're definitely doing great things. And he's a fellow Greek. So yeah, uh, yeah. I love it. You you guys as a family, you know, film family. I love it. Oh yeah. He has some really big plans. So uh, I would definitely love to introduce you to my brother, Tim. I'll give you his love it too his Instagram, Gold Tree Studios, but I'll give you his personal Instagram too so you can meet him because he may have some roles coming up. Yeah, uh, I know he just did a film recently. And so, I mean, he's he has a lot of stuff going on, uh, which is great. I'm so excited. I think we should have a whole separate episode just about the island of Hio and like have your, just like, just talk more stories. I think that'd I would be- love that. Anytime, I would love that. Yeah, that'd be really great. So let's hone it in and share about you were just participating with two film festivals. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so again, in the Greek vein, another another character that I was like really proud and happy to portray, again, based on a true story, is uh, Uncle Tommy from My Dad's Diner, that a Greek Cypriot uh, American uh, actor, director, producer. This is his first uh, director uh, directorial de- debut. He wrote it and produced it as well. And it's about his dad. Uh, and basically, uh, it, it, it takes place. It was, it was an awesome short film that we that we made. It's a period piece shot in the 60s, 1965, Astoria, New York. And it involves the diner scene. Uh, and actually, in uh, finding out more about their family, um, his parents' parents, so his grandparents, were kind of the first uh, Greeks to open up diners. And a lot of people uh, consider him the godfather of... Uh, diners uh and they at some point they had three or four diners uh and so what's cool about this movie it's you know it it, you know it has some like mob ties that you know kind of flow through the the diner and just kind of showing you know uh these Greeks running the diner and then the, the Italian mob is is kind of you know has their hand in it somehow I don't want to give away the story but uh We've won some awards, which is awesome, at the Astoria Film Festival and uh, Manhattan Film Festival. Uh, the director won an award. It won Best Dr- uh, Short Drama. And then the uh, main actor also won Best Dramatic Actor, which is great. But uh, I-, I love the fact that my character, along with another Greek actor that uh, got uh, the role of the Greek kid's dad, uh, we, b- we both were Greek and we were speaking on on set in Greek. And, you know, we have some uh, dialogue in Greek as well, which was, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, we uh, we also just got accepted to the Toronto Greek Film Festival. Uh, I think that comes up later this year. And, you know, uh, we're hoping to get into the Athens Film Festival. And, you know, but I won't talk about the hopes. The, the next one that we know about for sure is the Toronto Greek Film Festival. And I think this is something that I really hope people see it uh, because, and especially people that could invest in it, because I think this story has a lot of potential, not because I'm in it. I mean, I, whether I, I'm in something the, that comes as a result of it or not, I mean, obviously, I would hope that I could uh, partake in that as well. But I think in terms of the, the setting, the, the period and the, the subject matter, the, the, the lens of, of this kind of story being told from the Greek side and the Greek culture, which has influenced so many things in the United States, you know, it's like the diner in New York. I mean, that I mean, almost all diners are, are you know, Greek owned or, you know, have been, you know, have some kind of Greek influence. So it's like, how many people have eaten at diners, you know? So it's like, why shouldn't there be, especially a Greek diner movie or TV series that comes out that hits the big screens or hits, you know, people's TVs, uh, you know, and especially you, you add in this whole mob thing, you know, makes it more dramatic and interesting. You know, we got to Hollywood it up, but yeah. 
Yeah, it's very specific. Uh, I remember growing up in Detroit, you know, every Coney Island was uh, owned by a Greek, you know, my my family would joke about like, you know, oh, we should have gotten into the, you know, (laughs) the diner business having a Coney Island or something. I'm just thinking like, oh, if if, if it's with the mob, like, what if we do one, but it's more comedic, right? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it seems like it definitely, you know, it's very specific. I love the niche of it. Great. Well, congratulations. I, I really feel like you are really on top of your game in the Greek market. Thank and- you. I'm trying. Uh, and we gotta we gotta we gotta create some stuff together and you know, build it up, you know, and create opportunities for, for us, for others, you know, and, and share our story as well, you know. Uh it's I mean, that's what it's about, right? And you know, uh, and yeah, if it's not being written by others, we, we got to take it into our own hands. And and I mean, that's that's the way to do it. The kind of shows that I get envious of are, are shows like Rami and Master of None. That you know, that's what those people did is they took their life story or versions of their life story, and they showed you the you know for them it was like the the Muslim, the you know Egyptian culture, and, and Rami is like Egyptian American. It's like the conservative Muslim side. Uh, meets the the liberal American uh, side and it's like how do those two worlds like meet and it's like so fascinating and though although I'm not Muslim I get fascinated I was like man I can relate to this because it's like you know yeah I grew up in a similar fashion you know yes Um, yes Yes, I love all of it. And something I thought earlier, and I didn't say it, but I'll say it now. It's I've been doing a lot of stand up comedy here in New York City. And I my new thing that I kind of stumbled upon on because I love the drama. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm not really a, a comic. I'm, I'm more of a dramic. And and then I go on to say, you know, I'm Greek, we invented drama, we invented the theatrics. So it, it's like, it, it's in it. our, it's in our veins. It's in our bloods. And, so and anyone who's tuning in that's greek like step it up and if you're not and have a greek friend everyone everyone has a greek friend everyone loves their greek friends (laughs) um send this to some greeks and share it with them and i know there are a lot of greek people out there who we haven't mentioned you know that are doing amazing things we gotta get we gotta get john stamos and zach galifianakis on your podcast but oh. I'm winning on that one. I, I don't care. Like, I'm going to find a little corner. We're going to do like a three, four way uh, thing. And let's, uh, let's do it. Yeah, that's a that's a good idea. And um, uh, I just did actually it focus features. I did something with them for a, a new project called everybody. And while I was on their Instagram, I see their, um, they're the distribution company for the my big fat Greek wedding three for oh, no way. So I thought, oh, let me do a good job really here. And then maybe I'll contact them to see if someone from the film wants to come on the podcast. So that would be cool. That right? would be really awesome. You should totally do that. Yeah. But really talking with you and connecting with you, it's been so wonderful and so nice. Likewise. And Thank just you. taking the pieces and just kind of all of them getting on it into a straight line. Right. Yeah. yeah um, right. I've had support from other people you know, with this and this. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just, it's really great. And I'm really inspired to definitely have more uh, Greek people on the show sooner than later. Yeah. No, I mean, it's part part of who you are, you know, it's, uh, and uh, I remember, I think I, I, one time I accidentally, I couldn't remember if Katie was Kiriaki or Katerini. And I remember I made the mistake of like, you know, it had been a while since you and I talked and, and, and I, and I uh, mentioned, you know, Katerina, Katerina instead. And you were so quick to correct me, which I loved. I was like, yes, that's the Greek spirit, you know? Uh, I mean, that's who you are, right? You know, and uh, we can't lose touch of that. You know, it's like, yes, we live in this like beautiful and messed up country, but we can't forget our roots. You know, it's like, that's what makes this place so unique is because you're able to like interact with people from all over the place uh, that, you know, it's like, that's what makes the United States beautiful is that, you know, we have our roots of where we came from. And then we all just join the same space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'll stop there. I could keep on talking forever. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we'll really stop it there. We'll just put a pin in it. I feel that. It feels really good. I appreciate you. No, I appreciate uh, you. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Manoli, for being on the show. Congratulations on your life and success thus far. I look forward to having you on She's All Over the Place uh, again in the near future. Yes, I would love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for the Greek recommendations. Those were some good ones. (laughs) Um, I think yes on those. And uh, okay, great. Uh, Where can people find you? Anything you need to know about me, my website, which is my full name, I'll spell it out, www.manoliionitis, M-A-N-O-L-I-I-O-A-N-N-I-D-I-S.com. Imagine being a little kid and writing that out. Uh, my legal name is Emmanuel, so I would have to write out Emmanuel Ioannidis. It would take me like, you know, whenever you're doing SATs, like the teacher's like, are you ready to start your test now? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm still getting to like, you know, through my middle name, like relax. Yeah. <laughs> 10 yeah. minutes later, I'm ready. Yeah. So that's your uh, website and then your Instagram. It's all Manoli Ioannidis, uh, Manoli underscore Ioannidis, uh, Manoli Ioannidis on Facebook and also on TikTok as well. So uh, you'll see me with my long hair looking Game of Thrones-ish. I'll have to follow you on TikTok. And when I make the promos for this, well, I've been utilizing TikTok and shorts too, YouTube shorts, but- Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on there as well. I think it's all, I try to keep it all uniform, Manoli Ioannidis. Yeah. Shout out to Lily. We're both with the Bankston Talent Agency in New Mexico. So shout out to Bankston Talent. Yes. Uh, cool. I still still want to get some New Mexico work. I, I want to be on a horse in the desert. I know. I know. I just want to go like live there for like two or three months and just like vibe out in New Mexico and make art. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, just all you, all you got to do is book a role and then you'll even have your uh, paid trip. There you go. That's the, that's what I want. But yes, I'm with you. My, my wife has been like, she wants to go to New Mexico. Every time we get a, an audition from there, she's like, you got to book this. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations. You just got married. Thank you so much. Thank you. Like we say in uh, in Greek. Um, so, yes. All right. So we'll, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, giving me a five star. I'm an independent podcaster, top 2% out of almost 4 million podcasts. We're streaming in over 100 countries. I appreciate you tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out.